I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. <laughs> Smashpot. Welcome to the podcast you get when your dad doesn't make a porno. <laughs> if only he had. We'd be in the Albert Hall now. Knee you're deep. Right, you're, you're okay. Knee deep in spunk. Uh, enough other. spunk for knee deep in the Albert Hall. That's a lot of spunk. It is, isn't it? Are we talking just the, <laughs> we're just talking the stalls or actually up on the. If you're at the promenade level, you're knee deep in. Well, there's a bit in the like Albert Hall where you're behind the stage yeah. and you're seeing all the action there, aren't you? Yeah. Not good. Yes, I saw Craftwork there, and they had a 3D um, thing, and the seats where I was, the spaceship poked out and then went back in. And everyone downstairs went, oh, holy fuck, because it obviously went right over their heads. But where we were, it, it, it just poked out and went back into the screen. <laughs> it's quite erotic, though, isn't it? Well, it was sort of teasing us, a coquettish spaceship. They are German. <laughs> um, talking of Germans... Yes, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Good we had pivot. to talk about The Great Escape, and I've, no, I've got... Not any Tom, Dick and Harry. Very strong. That's good, isn't it? I've got Al Murray. Hello. So a round of applause for Al. Good evening. Yeah, so we start off, we get the theme. Mm. The England band. Yeah, fuck that. I really hate this fucking theme now. I used to love it. And well, now. I really don't like the theme because, of course, they, 50 people are killed. Uh, murdered by the Nazis and if you're you know hooray it's the great it's not a great escape I mean let, let's just tee up right from the start it's it's great as in big yeah the, the old meaning of great like you know the big escape let's make America big again yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly 50 guys you know 75 people escape or whatever and 50 are murdered so that tune if you're playing that in an England football match, are you in, what, are you asking for the team to be shot? Yes. Well. <laughs> There's been a few World Cups like that, right, lads? Sports. I also um. think, but I also, I also think it's kind of got a sitcom theme vibe to it, that tune. Because you know the tune so well, you almost could see a sitcom version where it goes, whoop, 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 whoop. 
that on a bass clarinet. Slap bass, even. Exactly. Here comes Newman, the Nazi guard. Contraband! Well, we should point out that it says at the beginning, this is a true story. Every detail of the escape is the way it really happened. Yeah. Every's doing a lot of lifting there. Um, every, every's been put through its paces. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, is Paul Brickell, who wrote the book, was in Stalag Luft 3. Yeah. And so he was, the guy who wrote the book was part of the, the prison camp. Yeah. And in fact, guarded the forgers. That was his job. He was one of the what they called stooges who'd got. So he he knew about the escape. He knocked on the walls. And exactly. Stuff. He did yeah. all. The, he did all that. What he also did in his in his early accounts is he said some of the camp weren't really very interested. And then as the uh, when he finally wrote the book in early in the early fifties, he he left out the fact that lots of people in the camp weren't into the escape, thought it was a bad idea. And all that. And, I'm you with know, them. Were, yeah, well, there were a load of guys who'd just been wanking for four years, basically. <laughs> since I'm Dunkirk. with them. <laughs> I mean, as, as a camp, this is like Pontins, mm. isn't it? I mean, you come in, they let you have garden implements, yep. which, you know, you dig holes with. Yeah. And uh, they're like, we're just going to trust you. And I, I, as a fairly meek person, you know, I'd have probably been like, guys, let's just get our head down and just yeah. see out the war here. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the stuff... When, when Richard Amber came in, I'd have been like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> we have got it sweet here. There are people being blown up in beaches all over the... But no-one's going to watch that, John. Well, people wanking before hours. <laughs> oh, sorry, yes, I've made people a terrible mistake. Watch, people do watch that. <laughs> um, but we, we, we find out pretty quickly that these aren't Nazis. Well, they are Nazis, but they're not the bad Nazis. Well, no, there's a, no, because there's a, there's a good Luftwaffe... Um, gentleman, in the, the, the is, is, he, is he called? What's he called? The camp commandant? Uh, commandant von Luger, isn't it? Ian, yeah, Ian so he's Luger, got yeah. yeah, so Ian Luger. So yeah. he's basically got like a a, a a classical war film name, and he does that whole. Oh, well, if you must insist on <laughs> on holding us these prisoners, prisoners, and we have to be nice to you, and then the SS turn up and go, no, we're going. It's and it, and the thing is, watching it, those German cliches are the sort of the 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 thing you rem- I remember from watching it as a boy, yeah, and then w- watching it last week, everyone everyone in it is completely cliched. So the German now with distance, the perspective, the German cliches in it are no more or less re- fucking ridiculous than the Scottish people in it, for instance, <laughs> which is not to who I'm are just accurate. Gonna, well, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was just going to decouple that, but but yeah, if you want, let's fuck, let's this, do it. Yeah. This Commandant falls very neatly into the Smith and Jones sketch about what kind of Nazi German are, mm. because you've got the one who you've got the one who listens to classical music all the time. Yeah, you've got the one who's got a limp. Yeah, and then you've got the one who's very tired of this war. Yeah, that yeah. is this commandant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. am tired of this war. No, this should would end. Yeah, he is him. He's yeah. very much like we we, uh, we should all be friends, and yeah. we are both. It's an know, awful misunderstanding between yeah. our peoples. I may not be a Nazi. Well, I am, but you know, I was just following yeah. his orders and all that business. Yeah. So they're very much on an even keel here, but the British that come in and the Americans and the Australians, yeah. which we'll get to, yeah. uh, very much want to escape. And I think this is the worst thing to do, is to put together loads of escapees who have escaped, some of them 17 times I know. in one place. I know. It really... I mean, people talk about ruthless German efficiency. Hmm. But this seems to be like... They're efficient in the wrong direction. Very much so. It's like, yes, we've got the numbers, but we haven't thought about the logistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to escape. But mind you, the first 20 minutes, and there's that really 
great bit at the end of the first 20 minutes we goes well we've only been here 20 minutes yeah. how do you think it's going and, yeah. and you shouldn't say that in a film no because <laughs> it makes you do Ever. that because I did do that and yeah. it's 26 fucking minutes <laughs> and so they've actually depicted 20 minutes and taken longer over it but this is like we <laughs> have got kind of weird we have got 100 of the worst paedophiles yeah. let's put them next door to a crash and see what happens um, are we talking about the same film? Yes. <laughs> but they're going to escape. I mean, well, yes, but, but however, when, when it's all like they've made 19 attempts, he has made 19 attempts to escape. We must ensure he is not going to escape again. All that, right? Some of these escape attempts involve getting in a van yep. under a tree. Under a tree. And then Standing getting, next to a fence. Yeah, and then getting back out of the van yeah. when you're caught. I mean, that, you know. And putting on a... It's not... Putting it's on not a hat. A, putting on a hat. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, in fact, Charles Bronson's initial escape attempt is particularly brilliant because he yeah. goes in with all those Russians who obviously, once they've dug the hole that the Nazis want them to dig, they're going to shoot them all. Yeah. So he's not really thought that through on any level. No. But that's the way he thinks. Because as we find out later, he's a very stupid man. Yeah. Because he's the tunnel king, but he's claustrophobic. Yeah. That's like, I'm, a, I'm really scared of clowns, but I'm going to go and join a circus. No, but, but that also is, um, we need some drama here, right? Uh, like, so the tunneling guy, what can his weakness be? Not liking being in tunnels. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's as simple as that, the way this film's written. It is. But the, Steve McQueen, we should talk about, he's, um, he's, he's the one who's made the 18 escape attempts. Yeah. But they're all shit. And he gets caught every time. Yeah. Why are we bragging about that? Well, also, why is he wearing clothes from Gap? Oh, he is. He, this, um, thank, uh, thank you. He's wearing, like, 60s brogues. Yep. He's got chinos on. Yep. He's got a very nice 50s jumper. Yep. And a leather jacket. Yep. It's literally like he walked from his house onto yeah. the set. Mm. And wardrobe went, Mr. McQueen, we have a unit. No, no, no. No, not doing that. Not putting the uniform on. You want on. me in this fucking film? I'm it's really, really... Uh, and the, his entire presence in the film is, I've got to be in this fucking film. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's awful. It is. But all the, PNW, all the PNWs, all the POWs are brought to the camp. Oh, this is the inescapable camp. Mm. Uh, and I just put here, in those days, you could make a career out of playing a Nazi, and now you can from being one. Yeah. So that's how far we've come. A bit of serious satire there. Satire. Um, but Charles Bronson's first line is he looks and says, he's a very long... You know, so it's not French. I can't do Polish. He says, Nor it's very, Charles Bronson. <laughs> it's a very long way to dig. That's what he reckons. Yeah. So he thinks about, you know, as we say... Getting well, the moment they get there, they're like, oh, they're casing it, aren't they? Mm. It's basically a heist movie in reverse, isn't it? Because they're trying to break out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to follow this thought through. So they're like, they're like, it's like they're trying to break out and steal freedom. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, a better title. Stealing, stealing freedom. That's quite good. They're trying to break out, and then and the, and you get the the assembly of the team heist thing. I've mm. gone on Mark Como, dear. The assembly of the heist team gradually across the film, and then yeah. and then it all goes wrong due to their dramatic character flaws. Like yeah. The, the tunneler is claustrophobic and the forger is blind. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and the best escaper is shit. Yes. The best, es the best escaper is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like it's been written by Ryan Johnson. Hmm. It's just... Sorry, everyone likes Star Wars in here, sorry. Um, but James Garner corrects a guard about fake news. Yeah. Because the guard talks about in 1812 they burned the capital. Yeah. And he says, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> 
Because he's in the British Army for some weird reason. Well, he's in the Eagle Squadron, which, of course, um, as you know, John, yeah. was um, volunteers who, before America's entry into the war, joined the RAF in order to... Why did um, he do that? Because the people um, had actually an opinion on Nazism back in the <laughs> 1940s in America, some of them. Um, and so he, there was a squadron of people who would join the RAF, Americans who joined the Air Force. So yeah. that's how he supposedly fits in the story. But the... the there weren't any American. I mean, the you know boring history. There weren't any Americans in Stalingrad Three, or there were, and they were moved away. They were transferred, and a different you know. It's because they kept throwing baseballs at everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did he? The thing is, did he? Did Steve? Did Hiltz have that baseball mitt and ball on him when he was flying over Germany when he was shot down, <laughs> in order to be cool in the event of? Yes. Okay. History. I'm sorry, that. I have to point you to that every story in this really happened. Y- yes, it, yeah. it says that at the beginning. So, <laughs> who are we to talk about history? Okay. okay. I mean, the thing is, this film was made only like 19 years after the events, which, yeah, which, which mad, I think is, which is now really, you think of it like that, that's really mad. It's like, it's like a film about, you know, 1999. It's like I was making a film about Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> Your meatloaf. <laughs> At least he died. Um, so, yeah, we, we've done the bit. McC- McC- Steve McQueen spots a blind spot. Yeah. Uh, which is brilliant, because if you were going to stand by that fence all night long, no one would ever see you. It's like he's perfectly camouflaged. He's so clever for thinking about that. I, yeah. But then he gets shot at. Yeah. In his blind spot. Yeah. Because so what he hadn't thought about is that people can see him from the front. <laughs> <laughs> so again, he's shit. He's absolutely shit. Worst he bogs down this whole fucking film. Mm. Oh yeah, appallingly. Yeah, he's awful in this. Yeah. Um, but they're all escape mad. It's like it's like escaping was a bawdy sex comedy in the seventies. It's like everybody's trying to escape in this film. <laughs> they need a little montage. I mean, in fact, they get it a bit, don't they? Well, Where the film is basically a montage. Yeah. Two thirds of, of the Great Escape is is is, is a montage movie, isn't yeah, it? Uh, yeah. Of people assembling things and doing things, and the ingenious solutions we have to be shown fucking endlessly. Yeah. Right. I mean, I am quite ambivalent about this film, if I'm honest. I'm surprised about that because it is a documentary. <laughs> and, you know, you, you've done stuff about I World have War presented II. documentaries. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised you're not really passionate about this one. This is like, um, you know, that German fella. Which one? You know, he does films about caves and bears and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so McQueen's sent to the cooler for 20 days and he thinks it's really funny. Yeah. And that man from Crossroads. Ives. Yeah. He's driven insane. Not by, yet. Not yet. No. But he's eventually driven insane by being in solitary because he's in a room next door to someone who thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. And he's throwing a ball all fucking day. <laughs> you, no wonder he's gone nuts. He's not allowed to be left alone with his thoughts because Steve McQueen's being cool because his agent he's said... He's talking about how fit Scottish women are and he's just throwing a ball against the wall. Yeah. You would go mad, wouldn't you? Yeah. Plus, also, he's getting his hopes up about actually escaping and this fucking idiot keeps getting in court. Yeah. That would drive you mad. Yeah. Especially as he's... He's doing that thing with the ball in a kind of monomaniac, repetitive... Yeah. It's not would, cool. It's not cool. You'd be knock it off, pal. Yeah, you would strangle him, wouldn't you? As soon yeah, you, you would, out. yeah, as soon as you got out. Yeah, and the guards would help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd, to be honest with you though, when he got caught and put away, I'd want to go to the cooler as well because the banter among these these soldiers and everything is terrible. Yeah, they're just really boring. Yeah, it's bad. I think I'd want to go and be on my own, just chill out. I don't know that being in solitary confinement is chilling out. It is in this film. Well, okay, so we're in this film's reality. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'd solitary all day. He just gets long. to sit there playing. Would you yeah. be allowed to have a baseball in solitary confinement? Well, probably not. I mean, we are talking about the Nazis here. <laughs> They're good Nazis, though. And it's a nice, he's a nice Luftwaffe Nazi. These are the Luftwaffe. It's not the SS or the Gestapo. I regret this all so terribly. This is all so terrible. This is such a terrible war. Why must we fight each other? Why can't we just make love? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a much better film if they having sex with each other, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it, though? Seriously. Well, in the way that all films would be better. You know that bit where they all get together later and have the moonshine? Yeah. Much better if they had sex, wouldn't it? <laughs> then they wouldn't get caught. Well, who's to say they didn't? It's not, in this, it's not in this document. The thing is, there is a lot of sex in this film, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, we will. I trust no, there's you on, shitloads. I trust you on that. No, really. Um, I mean, the other thing is, this is the most ambitious crossover event in all movie, his, movie history. Yeah. Isn't it? Thanos arrives at the end. Cause it, well, because it's, cause it's um, the professionals. Yes. Rockford Files. Yes. Many episodes of Columbo. Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It is, it, and the thing is, because I remember when I first Sapphire saw... Sapphire and Steel. Sapphire and Steel. It's Invisible Man. Exactly. So when, yeah. I remember when I first saw this as a kid, I didn't, you know, took, not, not old enough to have seen it when it was in the cinema and all that. So, I'm, you know, it's a bank holiday Monday movie for me. Yeah. And I knew all the people in it from telly, not from this movie so it, it all it is all it all whenever i watch it it jars and it is cowley's early experience that ended up that made him into such a ruthless boss of ci5 yeah um, after he shot after he's murdered yeah, by the yeah, nazis yeah, that's yeah. why he's so hot on fascism you would be livid if you got murdered by the nazis here <laughs> wouldn't you especially if you'd escaped and you fell for your own fucking trick yeah yeah Body doyle whenever yeah. you're in whenever germany you do, yeah. don't say thank you <laughs> Be professional. <laughs> CI5. Doesn't mean anything. Um, so Dickie Attenborough arrives. Mm. He says, welcome to Stalag. Mm. No, he doesn't. That's from Jurassic Park. Uh, he arrives and he... Will someone take care of my grandchildren? He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. That's no. in the other documentary, yes, Jurassic the... Park. Um, <laughs> Dickie Attenborough arrives and he basically says, yeah, this is a nice camp, but I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, he says that to the commandant's face. He says, yeah. I'm going to escape. It's my duty to escape. Yeah. Thanks for the nice facilities and the toilet paper yeah. and the, 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 the taps and treating me like a human being and giving me a hoe to do my gardening, not a prostitute. And, um, but he says, I'm going to spit that in your yeah. face and I'm going to escape. Yeah. Because you're a Nazi. Because he's badass dicky. Yeah. This is, he's very good in this. He is really great Best in this. Best thing in it by a mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Gordon Jackson have got a really nice... Yeah, they're, well, they're, yeah they are really, really good in it. And yeah. although it is... It's thin what he's given to do but he is really great in it and, the, great, yeah. and there's that scene where, where he says well of course they've asked us to not escape and that's exactly what we're going to do I we're going to bore I mean, them to death and all that and it's really it's really good some of the establishing of the story can we just not can we just you know have a tennis club just well, see out the war well, yeah I mean two thirds of the camp were doing that anyway Hogan's Heroes had the right idea didn't they I've never seen it okay let's move on um <laughs> So Dickie what's, is what's called. What's Hogan's Heroes? It's that sitcom. 
Seriously, everyone, see, hands up if you've seen Hogan's Heroes. There you go. Oh, really? It's three four people. Pe four. <laughs> four. All right. It was a sitcom based in a prisoner of war camp. All right. Anyway, let's move on because everyone's talking. Um, uh, Dick, Dickie's code name is something I enjoy. It's called Big X. Big X. Which sounds really porno-ish, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like he's hung like a baboon. <laughs> uh, a baboon, you say? Uh, I have heard. It's not much of a code felt. name, though, is it? Big X. No, not really. Because especially as he's a very small man. Yeah, and it, but it also sounds secret, doesn't it? If he yeah. was just called, I don't know, Cobra... Or, or table. Spunk, spunk man. Spunk man? Yeah. If you want. I mean, Third time we said spunk. But yeah. Big X is drawing attention to him, isn't it? Gordon Jackson should be Big X. It sounds like Big X, you know, like a Scottish thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so the I had a problem with the film at this point because the plot is very derivative of this film called Chicken Run. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. But <laughs> I have seen Chicken Run. I don't yeah. really don't like Chicken Chicken Run. Why not? Because it because it because it, it goes on and on. Great Escape is quite long. Yeah, but that's a true chickens. story. Is it, Chicken though? Run isn't based on a true story by Paul? Brickell. I would say right. There's a bit in Chicken Paul Run. Paul Brickell was never a chicken stooge. There's a bit in Chicken Run where a chicken who can't fly flies because he's been fired out of a cannon, right? Yeah. Steve McQueen rides a motorbike and jumps over a fence. That never happened. Which one is less realistic? A chicken being fired out of a cannon or a motorbike jumping over a fence? That didn't F happen. Fuck, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> Ozark's Razor or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they decide they're going to dig three tunnels. They're going to call them Tom, Dick and Harry. I like that they've branded it very early. Yeah. yeah. But that's all, that's all true. These days you'd have a bit where they were like, what are we going to call the tunnels? Yeah. What about Larry, Moe and Curly? You know, Laurel, Hardy and the other one. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. This time, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, it, had Dickie Edinburgh not been murdered, I mean, maybe this is canon as well, he went on and did Jurassic Park and what, got that called name the, What, called the dinosaur, that? Is the T-Rex, is T short for Tom? Yes. <laughs> and the Diplodocus is Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all herbivores, some of them. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, then we meet Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Who is a big weight on this film. Well, he's, but the thing about Donald Pleasance he is, he is he is brilliant, isn't he? Mm. Everything he's in, he's really great. Yeah. And he completely gives you the full creepy or melancholic thing. Yeah. But he just shouldn't be in this film... At all? At all. <laughs> It's, it's like the it's, thing is the thing is with this I mean the thing is with The Great Escape is obviously it, the, the actual story there's plenty in the actual story yeah. but obviously obviously they thought well, we've got to stuff it with more stuff to make it more interesting because no one's going to be thrilled by people breaking out of a prison camp um, that's like really fucking boring it's like so, chicken run exa exactly yeah. so we need to so we need to amp it up mm. and, and here's the I mean that whole the, the, his whole story and the sort of um it's not self-pity, but that sort of mawkishness about it is really maddening. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it ruins James Garner as well. He's super well, yeah. cool. Yeah, but, yeah, but is James... One hat, right, we're going to get to this. Yeah, okay. We're going to get to James Garner. What, what is Jim Rockford actually up to as the scrounger? 
And what, that mate of his, that, the German who he gets all the stuff The off, one he blackmails. They cannot be seen as a womb together yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come in my room and have a better look at exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you come in... Yeah, exactly. And it's... I think there is a... I managed to scrounge some chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly loom. that. I've put some rohypnol in your coffee. It is... That's the German saying. Oh, it's the German... We well, know, because yeah. it's James Garner. I, yeah. think it, I think what you've actually got there in mm. this film is an acknowledgement that men in the company of men and the absence of women mm. have, from time to time, Straight. sought the comfort of other men. I like this. Cuddle's quite nice, isn't it? Well, yeah, no, but... So, and I think you, I, I was watching it on the train going to Birmingham on Friday, yeah. and the James Garner is playing it exactly as though there is a there is a basically a gay blackmail plot in the in the film, yeah. right there in plain sight. And I think it's, that's actually quite interesting, I think, because mm. it sort of doesn't it doesn't fit with the the jolly good chaps and all that that's in the film. Well, him and Donald Pleasance have a kind of, a kind of fairly sort of, you know. Gay, oh no! Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's that whole thing. We'll get back to our families, and you sort of think, well, you want to go back to England together? Yeah. There, yeah. there is no James Garner family. There isn't, is there? It's the 1940s. I think keep thinking though, Donald Pleasance would be a really good Crippin. Not Crippin. Yeah, Crippin. Yeah, Crippin. No, yeah. Christie. Christie. Yeah, but wrong. Confusing my murderers. Yeah, you're muddling your murderers. I am. Yeah. No, but the, but I think there is. I think it's actually there in the film. There is actually this thing that that's what James Garner's character's doing. Yeah. Um, and he's and, and they use that one that one uh, guy that he's blackmailing, and it and it really is. It's, I think that's what it, that's exact. And it's interesting that in a in a in a in a classic war movie where the the British are stoic and all that, and the Americans are fast and loose that yeah. that's actually right in the middle in plain sight in a big popular film yeah. I think that's actually the most interesting thing in this film yeah by a long way but it's not that maybe that's what The Great Escape refers to <laughs> maybe we all escape sometime or other um, so they've settled on a place to dig the hole well, they come out of the prison camp so to speak we all do we, we all do uh, that would be a good tagline for a trailer wouldn't it yeah the, the, the real camp they escaped was their sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite beautiful. Um, so they settled on a place to dig. Mm. Uh, when then they asked for a scrounged pickaxe, and James Garner brings them like a steampunk pickaxe that you win in Minecraft or something. Which he steals off the, the parts off the bottom of a van. Yeah. And has he got like a workshop where he builds this stuff? Look, don't. You're just not asking. The thing is, the scrounger... You're asking the wrong questions. He's basically procured that by the offer of possible blowjobs. <laughs> I've just crossed that out. <laughs> that was going to be my next point. Um, the scrounger on this basically is magician, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's able to pull stuff out of his arse. Yeah. Like, I've got this Venezuelan coffee. Yeah. yeah. Where did you get that from? Uh, yeah, it's, it's all quite weird. It is. But also, it's weird because the... the um, they were helped the, in the actual escape. They were mm. helped. That's not made clear. In and this, the, though, no, and the, the, the guards were happy to to give them stuff, and you know, and there's the whole thing of the Red Cross parcels had better stuff in it than the German stuff, so they could trade and all that. Yeah. And they've left they've left that out of the film, so he does appear to be magic. He is magic. He's a, he's a, a maid. What are they called? Maid. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, fucking. I never played. <laughs> no, I didn't either. That's why I got no, it wrong. No, uh, but McQueen and Ives at this point, I'm going to call him McQueen because he is. McQueen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not they, they get out of the cooler. 
Which again sounds weird, doesn't it? Mm. Sounds like a club <laughs> with neon. Um, they get out of the cooler and they've got an escape plan. Yeah. They formulated and they go and see um, Dickie and everybody. And they think, hang on, it's good that they keep escaping like fucking idiots and getting caught over and over again. Because it screens us. Yeah, otherwise yeah. they'd be suspicious if we didn't yeah. escape. Because we're all escapees. Yeah. So they okay it. So that it's like a triple bluff, isn't it? Mm. So we get like a little montage of them constantly being caught. Yeah. Like fucking idiots covered in mud. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. But the, thing is, is, the thing is, is Steve McQueen, if you're nine in, and you watch this film, Steve McQueen is really cool, isn't he? It's, yeah. It's cool. It's like he does his own thing. He's Dangerous. Wearing, wear, wearing a leather jacket. He doesn't care what the others might say. Blah, blah, blah. But, but when you become like an adult, you think this guy's a fucking... Arsehole. I mean, imagine he'd ruin everything, wouldn't he? Does he? Ruin everything. I mean, he'd turn up now and wreck it. Yeah, wouldn't he? Would. He would. Arsehole. Um, but yeah, so they're okay. I mean, at this point, Ives reveals he's getting wired happy. Yeah. I, it's the only time he says it. I want him to say it later when he jumps to the wire. Yeah. I'm wire happy. Yeah. It, it's sort of sad, isn't it? It is sad. But I never watched Crossroads, so I, it, no. it doesn't resonate for me in a Crossroads way that a lot of people feel when, they, when he does go for the wire yeah I should, I should think most people who watch Crossroads like that he dies <laughs> what was he like in Crossroads wasn't he like a chef or something I'm not asking you because you didn't watch it who watched Crossroads no no, that's, that's okay. let's move on um, less, less people than um, chicken run yeah do we say chicken no the, the, don't worry let's, let's, let's forget it Smashpot 
and you think, but it's a different colour. Yeah. So he says you just put it on your trouser leg and mix it in. I'm like, but that doesn't make everything go a different. It's color. really, really. And the bit where they do it, it looks like they're all cats shitting in people's gardens. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they have talked about tons of dirt. Like, it's 150 tons of dirt. Tons. Yeah. Charles Bronson's really and angry it, about And it, yeah. it's a sock each <laughs> in each leg. Yeah. Which is what, like, probably a kilo. Yeah. And there'll be a guy hoeing again. Not. Um, yeah. He's hoeing, and then like David McCallum will turn up and be like. Morning, Charlie, and then just dump all this shit on yeah. his. And he's like, oh, thanks very much. And it's, you're just like being a Well, cat. and gradually, surely their yeah. flower beds get higher and higher as the, yeah. as the 150 tons of <laughs> different coloured dirt. It, I mean, it, you can imagine the script meeting without just going, no, we've covered that. Yeah. Let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. change. Yeah, that scene works. Shut up. But this is when we get James Garner and the guard talking about scouts, how mm. they used to be in the scouts. Mm. And then says, Let's the guard was room. in the fucking Hitler Youth. He was not in the Scouts. No. He says, I was in the Hitler Youth, and then I was made to join the army. I am tired of this war. He's another, <laughs> he's another one. Yeah. I just like looking out of a window. <laughs> and he does that classic, would you like a cigarette? Oh, no, I shouldn't. Yeah. Why shouldn't you? Well, the Fuhrer said smoking's bad. Did he? Yeah. Did Hitler not like smoking? Yeah, he was... He was that was part of his um, image, wasn't it? That he was vegetarian and didn't smoke and didn't drink and see apart from the Nazi thing he's pretty good isn't he <laughs> satire he'd get um, a video uh, <laughs> he'd get a DVD help. now he'd be yeah. like Joe Wicks <laughs> Joe, Joe Hair Flicks Joe Vicks yeah and here's my omelette recipe <laughs> yeah I mean yeah this no, is the no, final solution no, for making well, no, an omelette because the they do. Oh, fucking hell! No, because there was a big argument at one point where he wanted to he wanted to ban smoking in the Third yeah. Reich and basically was told that was a stupid idea. See these bloody Nazis! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a bloody Nazi. Him trying to let me not yeah. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how he was with their grammar. <laughs> you have left an apostrophe off this. Bloody grammar nuts. Anyway, uh, so Donald Pleasant has a, a Donald Pleasant. Much better name. Donald Pleasance has a forgery class. And the best bit is the tailor who's working on their civvies is fabulous. Yeah. Isn't he? I've yeah. made 15 jackets. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. It's uh, like the clothes show after an apocalypse. <laughs> it's like I've made, I've made a suit out of this blanket I found. Yeah. Oh, and I've wonderful. used polish. Yeah. I've used polish to and make it's, it. It's come up beautiful. Yeah. It is. The thing is, it's kind of. They have these scenes have to be in it, yeah, to explain this shit, yeah. right? And the thing they have to explain is if you were caught in civilian clothes, you were a spy, and you so they'd shoot you, yeah, right? Or if you were caught in a German uniform, you're a spy, yeah, so they'd shoot you, unless you're Steve McQueen, yeah, which of course happens at the end of the film. They'll chase he, you, they'll, ch they'll chase you for yeah. no, no real reason apart from that he kicked someone. I mean, he could have just carried on, All right, boys? They did call him over, and he can't speak German, though. Yeah, but he could have just carried on. He could. I could sorry, I didn't hear you. I mean, he's you know, anyway, we're not going to get into Steve McQueen again, but because he's, he's an arsehole. Also, he looks good. fairly Aryan as well, so he, they probably wouldn't have called. Yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but the but the but the thing is, is so all these scenes have to be in it, but they also are kind of um, they're a real. They should have just had a montage with foreigner. Or not the band. Or, no, no, no. With Foreigner or Journey or something. Right. Yeah. You know, and they'd yeah. got they'd have got most of the film done in about five minutes. 
Someone comes in with the uniform and goes, mm, mm, I've done the uniform. Under the, under the I want to know what love is. <laughs> we should edit that. Be good. Get some viral clicks, <laughs> as I believe the kids say. They do. Do they? Yeah, they oh, do. Good, I'm glad I got that right. Um, so the Queen is summoned before uh, Attenborough and everybody, the committee. Yeah. And he tells them that Ives is getting close to getting wire happy. Yeah. Which sounds like he's like a, a sort of ecstasy pill. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's full up on prison life, isn't he? He is, he's had enough. He's had enough. But that's because he's in a cell next door to Steve McQueen. Yeah. Going, hey, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I think it's I bet McQueen. I mean, this is, I've done it fat three times. That's fucking annoying. <laughs> Thing is, I bet McQueen stops with the ball and then he really noisily masturbates. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would drive me mad. And he's got a mitt to catch it in as well. But... <laughs> so he'd hear it go. <laughs> and then he shouts home run. <laughs> in the throes of climax. Oh, the horror. Fucking hell. Actually, it sounds all right, doesn't it? Uh, so, yeah, so they, they, they tell him that... Uh, they tell him the plan. They fill him in. Not yeah. like that. God, that'd be an awful scene. Um, and they suggest that he keeps getting caught. And yeah. he basically says, no, I won't. And then he kind of, all right, I will. Yeah. What? Don't need that bit, do you? No, you don't need, well, yeah, but if we're going to do, you don't need that bit with this film. <laughs> We'd be in the pub by now. Well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the guard is panicked because when he came in to see Garner and his gay trap, yeah. he lost his wallet. Yeah. And that happens a lot with MPs as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was in this all night bar the other night and I lost my laptop yeah I mean it's exactly what the, that's I was exactly, looking for badgers that's exactly what's happening in this film this yeah. is an MP wandering on Clapham Common isn't yeah it? yeah Ron Davis that wow, happened yeah that is that was his name yeah, yeah. looking for badgers yeah. <laughs> should have gone to Wimbledon there's a load of wombles there they're probably well up for it uh, so um, so the guards panicked and Garner says to him look I'll help you find your wallet but I want a camera yeah. And a particular kind of camera for Donald yeah. Pleasance here, my wife. Yeah. Who's going to take <laughs> pictures of everybody. Not like that. Well, maybe that was the deal. Yeah, of course it was. Yes. Oh, I've accidentally taken a picture of your penis. <laughs> Try again. Uh, so, yeah, the tunnel keeps... And I'm going to put it on Morse code and send it out. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Bletchley Park. Why are you hogging all the bandwidth? <laughs> what is it, Alan Turing? Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> this is the most interesting message I've ever received. <laughs> what are they putting in those apples? <laughs> uh, uh, talking of tunnels, uh, the tunnel keeps collapsing. Mm. So they need more wood. Yeah. Genuinely, that's not a metaphor. No, they do, and then they yeah. steal it from everywhere. They steal it from that happy man's bed. Yeah. Uh, I just put here, they could have taken it from James Coburn's acting. Yeah, it's an infinite source of... Wood. Of wood materials. Well, arboreal wood arboreal content. Yes. <laughs> he's fucking dreadful in he this really, film. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke and he's Australian. Gets, Dick Van Dyke gets a lot of jip, right? Yeah. Coburn in this is fucking dreadful. Yeah, he, he, he's shit. He makes Coburn sound like Colin Firth. Yeah. I know they're different, but they're not. But he's, he's supposed to be Australian, isn't he? He's supposed to be Australian, and the he thing says is, every now and then, Corba. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, you can say, who knows what anyone's accent sounded like 150 years ago. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. there is no recorded sound. Yes. Who knows what 
how the the common man spoke. You can get with any argument with that. A hundred a hundred years ago. Who knows? I just knows? called you a cunt. Who knows? But in 1963, we did know what Australian yeah. sounded like. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he and and he he is. I mean, it, it's you can't actually if you watch it, mm-hmm. and you weren't told what accent he's supposed to be doing. There'd, there'd be no way of ever locating You'd it. You'd just it? say he's American, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd say he's American yeah. who's spent some time in London yeah. and wants to talk like them. He's like Madonna he's in when love she with... married Guy Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so the Americans, it's 4th of July, and they decide they're going to make moonshine. We get a little montage about them stealing potatoes. Yeah. And this is the Americans that ruin the whole plan, isn't it? Yeah. Because they decided for a party. You were yeah. very sombre when you said that then. Well, you know. Did it upset you? Well, we're, you know... This is an, an eternal truth, isn't it? Yeah. The Americans fuck it up. Do they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. I've, I've had three glasses of white wine. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, do it. let's sort oh, the world it. out via the great escape. Let's not. Save that for your Twitter. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> They have a party because uh, the British, they're quite stiff-lipped, stiff-necked, yeah, stiff-everything pleasants. Uh, they say, look, we've only got 14 feet to go. Which again sounds like the name of a porn film. Mm. Uh, we're gonna we'll just get drunk. That's yeah. fine. But the Germans decide at that point. Look, they're all having fun. Let's go and investigate. And the prick who lost his wallet spills his coffee. Yeah. And he finds the tunnel. Yeah. So that's Tom found. Tom is discovered. Tom is crossed off the list. Yeah. And at this point they're like, oh, we'll just use Dick, whoever, or Harry. But the Germans surely would have thought, are there any more tunnels? Should we go and have a look? Well, the, the, yeah, but you know what it's like when you. You know, it's like when you discover a tunnel and you, <laughs> and you think this tunnel's, that's plenty tunnels. There can't be any more tunnels. Yeah. It's impossible for that. You know, that, there's no more tunnels. The, it, three tunnels is ridiculous. Yeah, two, maybe. Two, maybe, but three. three. So they don't bother looking. Let's say two tunnels, a, a crowd, three, <laughs> too many. Yeah, exactly. That's what they say, isn't but it? The th- but that whole, um, there is that, the thing is, is all the national stereotypes in that whole bit are like they're they're awful they're sort of shaming for everyone involved the british is good though because they're really annoyed and embarrassed about all this and i would have been as well i don't know can we keep it down can we just not do this i don't know I, no i'm no i you'd have got i've already told you i wouldn't have escaped oh that's true so i'd have been an outcast in this camp i'd have been just wanking and <laughs> reading literature what kind of literature you don't want to know. Uh, but Garner, at this point, he yeah. mocks Coburn's Australian accent and does a better job. I know. It, that, uh, he says, good day, mate. And I'm like, yeah. why don't you fucking cast him as yeah. Australian? It's re- yeah, but he gets away as but, well. But we're already, through the, we're already through the looking glass by that point. If Coburn's mm. been going around being Australian, yeah, yeah. it's too late. too late to recast him, is it? I imagine Coburn's quite a forceful man as well in real really? life. You know, like, this is my part, I'm going to... Yeah, I guess. And, the, and obviously that is a film full of full of egos and there's Steve McQueen crashing oh, around demanding. This is pre-Towering Inferno as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For McQueen and the McQueen-Newman yeah. fight. Yeah. Does anyone know about that? Yeah, they all know. No, no, I don't. Go on. Well, there was the, the Newman and McQueen were huge Towering Inferno time. Yeah. And there was a big battle about whose name was going to be first. So in the end, they compromised by putting them as equal billing over the top of the title. It was a big thing at the time. How... how how was equal billing? One well, they just put their Paul names Newman literally written over each other's names. <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise, how's that possible? Uh, was, alphabetical it, order. It was about the biggest cock. Okay. I don't so know. I was, one of the things is I was, 
I was a long time ago. This reminds me of a thing. I was at, 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 a long time ago. I was at the Q Awards, right? I was hosting it, and um, we went up late, right? An hour late, because in the Grosvenor Hotel, we were in the dining room at the Grosvenor, and there was a there was a prolonged game of cat and mouse between Take That, Coldplay, and U2, and Amy Winehouse to see who would be last into the room literally last to sit down so that we could then start and and the thing is take that had to leave so they they actually went and sat down on time did their thing because the tax people were coming yep. yeah yeah well and they had you know we've got to be somewhere else yeah right and uh uh you know we've got to go to manchester or, or wherever they have to return to to be recharged and then um <laughs> and then and then there was literally a thing where you two and coldplay were trying to sit down last and I think Coldplay, in the end, got the jump on U2 and sat down. Just, just after Bono sat down, Coldplay came in. And then, and then, an hour later, Amy Winehouse appeared at the bottom of the stairs and went, what's going on? Like that. And, and Robert Plant said, oh, isn't she sweet? Oh, RIP. I don't know what this has got to do. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. But it was a very odd Plant's moment. Did, but but it, was about, it was a star-billing moment yeah. where the, the, all, the, all the, you know, the, the actual event was secondary to the, the bun fight of the who was top billing. And that's what, the great, that's what watching The Great Escape is. Yes. Is that it's all about Steve McQueen demanding his star power moments. And, oh, and, yeah, and, very and, much so. But, but, and, the, and that's the thing that frustrates me about the film. Is at the end, he goes, this is dedicated to the 50 who were murdered. You think, yeah, but he doesn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> he wants his motor, motorbike. And, um, yeah. And, yeah. It annoys me. Um, Should be dedicated to Steve McQueen's agent. Well, yeah, exactly. You're, yeah. No, you're right. I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> but 50 people gunned down so that he could look cool. Stop that. Ives gets wire happy. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Should treat it with the respect it deserves. Mm. And he gets gunned down. Yeah. And he has to hang on that wire. Yeah. It's a bit of pain to get him off. Yeah. The barbed wire stuck into him. Well, it, I'm not sure. It, would they have used real barbed wire? It's the 60s. No, I, I mean, probably... in, the, in the fantasy world. Oh, right, okay. Film, I thought, cool. you know, but it's the 60s. It's pre-health and safety isn't it they probably actually used barbed wire probably did actually in yeah. the movie yeah and he was only small I don't know what that's got to do with it um, so yeah he's uh, Steve McQueen pretends to be upset about that mm -hmm. and punches the guard I think yeah. he gets sent to the cooler again doesn't he yep and um, so the usual sir they decide yes that's right <laughs> would you like your mitt <laughs> which is German for with isn't it yeah yeah so would you like your wank with mitt <laughs> sorry actually uh so oh, what i'm talking about they open up harry <laughs> sounds awful <laughs> and they dig round the clock he says Attenborough goes we're going to dig round the clock yeah and the and so just charles bronson yeah getting freaked yeah. out endlessly because yeah. he's a claustrophobic tunnel man yeah because otherwise there's no drama yeah when this is like sending Simon Weston on a makeup course. <laughs> the worst thing you could possibly do. Um, uh, so McQueen carries on escaping as a cover. Yep. And carries on getting caught. And then Harry collapses again and Donald Pleasance's eyesight starts going. Yeah. But he, he develops that incredible plan of, I'll put the pin over here. Oh, it's quite brilliant. But he doesn't think about the second part of that plan, that someone's going to go, okay, I'll just stick my leg out and trip you over. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. But I've never been um, almost blind. Really? So, 
tell me more. So I can't really criticise his course of his uh, course of action, the choices he makes in that situation. No, because that's how we do things these days. Unless I've been in that situation, I can't possibly judge him. So I think he did the right thing, one hundred percent. We do get a bird's eye, not a bird's eye view, a POV. Yeah. Of his failing eyesight. Yeah. And he says that James Garner is just a blur. I don't know if that means while he's having sex with him, because he's so <laughs> he's so quick. <laughs> but he's not he's not in a well state, bless him. No, and and, uh, um, and that's who you'd hire to play that part, Donald Pleasance, but not in that film. No. You do a film about a bloke with failing eyesight. Yeah. That's plenty drama. You could kind of like it like a Birdman of Alcatraz, but about a man who's a forger in a prison or in a prison war camp <laughs> whose eyesight is failing. <laughs> Much more interesting film than The well, Great Escape. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he lives with James Garner. Well, it's all very... But it's Rockford as well. Yeah. Hi, this is Jim Rockford. And Blofeld. Yeah. You know they did a different answer phone message for every episode of The Rockford Files. I didn't know that. At the end of the... There's a YouTube... <coughs> compilation. Compilation, where you've got all the answer phone messages. Yeah. Um, Hi, this is Jim Rockford. I can't take your call right now. Please leave a message. And then it's... And there's one of them... There's loads of them. Because I, I, I played in a band and we had a tune called Rockford, which was about the dream of being Jim Rockford living on a beach. And, you know, if you were the right girl for me, I'd, I'm sure I'd settle down with you, which is what, what basically the, his entire life. Yeah. And, uh, and so we used to do a, a thing, which was a montage of the answer phone messages to count the song in. Nice. And, uh, and they, they, there's, there's sort of hundreds of them. And David Chase, who created The Sopranos, wrote on on Rockford wow yeah and 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 so those answer phone messages must have gone past him at some point yeah and, they, and there's there's some really great ones there's sort of Rockford you owe me for the you owe me for the mobile home when are you going to pay right and then and then hey Jim it's Sherry remember me from last year I'm in town for a layover give me a call and it's this relentless thing so when I watched The Great Escape and he's he's being all uh not like Jim Rockford. Yeah. Like, it's a real, it's a real clash for me. He's maverick at this point, isn't he? Or just laughed? Yeah, maverick? yeah. I think it, yeah, it's round then. He's, when he's, they're all laying out their TV careers and their film yeah. careers at the same time. Yeah. Who knows who replaced him as Maverick? Anyone? Roger Moore. Really? Yeah. Really? Fact. <laughs> yeah, he came in as Rock uh, as uh, Rockford as Maverick's British cousin. I see. He was called something like. Uh, Maverick. Ian Maverick. Ian Maverick. I can't remember now, but yeah, he replaced Maverick. him in Maverick Ian and was Maverick. in it for a few years. <laughs> really? Honestly, look it up on YouTube. The font of all knowledge. Jesus Christ. No, it was Roger Moore. <laughs> Same difference. Same difference yeah. for some of us. Wow. R.I.P. Uh, Gordon Jackson decides that he's going to test everyone's German. Not like that. And um, this, is the, this is the scene marked hubris in the yeah, script, it is, isn't, isn't it? It is, literally. We need some hubris right now in this script. Give me some hubris. He catches someone out. Yeah. He says, your German's very good or something. Thank you. Thanks awfully. That's a, the first trick yeah. I'll play on you, you yeah. idiot. Yeah. Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, this is the point where James Garner suspects that Donald Pleasance is going blind. Yeah. Because of all he's masturbating, I assume. <laughs> Turns out it's true. It is true. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, then, then Bronson confesses he's claustrophobic. So why the fuck is he tunnelling? And Dickie Attenborough tells Donald Pleasance he can't go because he's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, blind. and that, the, the thing is, is and, and the, the thing is, when Dickie Attenborough's on screen in this film, it goes... Whoosh, 
yep. doesn't it? It turns yep. into a something you can watch. Yeah. And and the <laughs> so there's probably a, you could do like a fan cut, which is just his scenes. Yeah. And he'd be done in forty-five minutes. He's brilliant in this. He is amazing. Every in this. scene he's in is amazing. But he, everything. The thing is, is he he was great in everything at, mm. at that at that time. Just brilliant in it, and and could have been a kind of obviously then decided to become a director but would have been a really me a, a real mega 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 star he cried at the Oscars yeah I know darling you can't tell if because he's such a great actor whether he's really crying or not that's the he might have trodden on something <laughs> bit of Lego <laughs> uh, but Garner basically says I'm paraphrasing shut the fuck up about my wife yeah she's not going blind yeah and I'm going to look after him yeah and he's going to be my life but, 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 that, but that, that's a, it's all very sweet that isn't it yeah it's lovely because they were just going to leave him there. Yeah. I mean, probably the best thing to do, because he would still be alive. <laughs> well, yeah. He'd but have gone home to his blind children. <laughs> and his blind wife. Return to his... Uh, the thing is, you'd think, him being blind, he'd be the tunnelling guy. You give him... Are you, I mean, you look you at Donald Pleasance, he's, he's got those hands. Are you suggesting he's turning into a mole? <laughs> Well, there's that, there's that discussion, isn't there, in the cooler earlier on with Ives and, uh, Ives and Hiltz. We go, hey, what's the word for a mole in Scotland? Yeah. That's called a mole. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought like... about being a mole? Like, mm. Stop treating me like I'm six. He is tiny, though, Ives. Ives is miniature. But, yeah. but, but Donald Pleasance is like the, the most mole-like human in this film. <laughs> and he has large paddle-like hands. Does. <laughs> you only dig twice. <laughs> uh, but the escape is on yeah and Bronson's still freaking out but that's just boring yeah uh, the tunnel is uh, ten, 20 feet short McQueen pokes his head out we're 20 feet short yeah but it's dark there are some woods we can if, if we time yeah. it right we can get out yeah uh, and um, they all come out like they're moles that have been caught in bed with a married mole mm. They were like, oh, fuck, and they run yeah. very quickly. And uh, luckily for them... Have you ever been caught in bed with a married mole? No. <laughs> All single. Off you go, like that. Yeah, I'm on Molder. <laughs> like Tinder for moles. I'm on Digger. Which is the, Digger? Uh, yeah, which other underground creatures as well. <laughs> well like shrews? So I've got a broader palate than you. Yeah. I bet they have. Like dirt in their mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but luckily for them, there's an air raid. So all the lights go out. Yeah. So they've got a carte blanche, yep. as it were, to just yep. run. Yeah. So they all go out. And who fucks it up? Dickie fucking Attenborough. Dickie Attenborough, because he's the great escaper and... He falls over and makes I mean, this is, this is a film about, about hubris, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Yeah. It's endless hubris throughout this film. I'm the greatest forger in the world. Fuck, I've gone blind. Mm -hmm. I am the greatest tunnel in the world. I don't like in being in tunnels. Um, this is the greatest escape camp in the world. I mean, no one's going to escape from this camp. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it, it's, it's as if the film is trying to say, what's the point of anything? Yeah. <laughs> in life, don't try. Everything you try, even if you're the best at it, you're fucked. That is the, that's the message of this film. And it's it's not that the Nazis were brutal. Yeah. And that it was every officer's duty to escape. It's yeah. that there is no point to anything. And they're right. Yeah, I know. I it's mean, bleaker than Beckett. It is. Bend it like Beckett. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, 
So yeah, Dickie makes a noise, and everyone gets fucking caught. Steve McQueen's doing quite a good job of pulling a rope. It's the best thing he does in the film. Yes. To let people know they can go. But the lights have gone out. They all get caught. And then the next morning, we find out 76 got away. Yeah. 76. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. They've got their little underground railway system where they hit a trellis. Yeah. And they pull them out. It is amazing. It's great. Did that really happen from the book? That's basically... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, that is what happened. They did stick them on little things and they did and they had a bellows to move the air in the tunnel and all that all that kind that's of stuff James Garner mate yeah, oh, James yeah. Coburn mate yeah yeah that's yeah. all true mm. and they did get all those people out but that's about it yeah apart from the motorbike bit the, 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 yeah the motorbike bit is yeah is a fly on the wall documentary so then we get the train station and they're all wearing these suits that look fucking fabulous yeah I mean it, they're beautifully changed. it's really good isn't it yeah if this guy hadn't been murdered he'd have been like Jeff Banks <laughs> Or like, I don't know, someone else. Paul Smith. Thank you. Yeah. It's Jeff Banks was just a critic. He made stuff. Did he's he? Endeavors. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Makes yeah. ties. Yeah. yeah. No, but the clothes are great. Mm. And But there is something really funny about that railway station. It's basically everyone who's escaped from the... Yeah. the clearly the guy in the ticket office is going, we've never been this busy. What the <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, what are all these... Dutch people, I don't know who they are. You know, this is this is something else. It's like a sixth form trip. Yeah, it, like we're all yeah, going to the art gallery. Exactly. Get your it's exactly really. what it is. And everyone <laughs> in their little groups hanging around and not mingling. I mean, imagine that railway station. Everyone, oh, oh. But they're all doing this kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really. I mean, sorry, the, do you know him? No. It is an absurd. That is a proper absurd moment in the in the story. And it's strange that they don't kind of make more of it in, a, yeah. in, a, in an odd way no they don't sadly <laughs> but the Nazis arrive at the station to look for escapees and at this point there's a big clue in the music here I noticed mm. I don't know if anyone else detected wah, this but wah, when wah, we see wah, 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 wah. yeah when we see Coburn <laughs> that's the comedy when we see Coburn or Bronson and his mate yeah. who, you know they're, they're close mates yeah, they, yeah. the music's very sort of lackadaisical and yeah. calm and we're having a nice day out yeah. but when it cuts back to the people who ultimately die, it's very like... Ding, 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 yeah, yeah, ding, yeah, yeah, ding. yeah. So we know who's going to get away. Yeah, we are being simply told what's going on yeah. in by case we fall asleep. Yeah, by Elmer Bernstein, yeah. Yeah, he went on to do Airplane. Oh, that's an intentionally funny film. Yeah, he did all the Landis films as well. Yeah, really? There you go, yep. Anyway, so uh, McQueen steals a motorbike at this point. Played by McQueen. The bloke on the motorbike. Yeah, he does, does his own sons. He does. Well, no, yeah, the guy that he steals the motorbike from. Yeah. Was played by is Steve McQueen. Really? What he steals? The he insisted. He oh. insisted on doing more motorbike stunts than he How had. How is that to. possible? Well, because what they'll have done, John, is they'll have had a. <laughs> they'll have had a camera. They've shot one scene. Yeah. Right with him just as a. German yeah. on a motorbike falling yeah. off and then I shot another scene with him going <laughs> he fell off the motorbike oh so they, they sliced it together via editing yeah that's right yeah. it's, it's incredible that. isn't it so he no so apparently he insisted on doing more of the motorbike stunts than he, than he needed to and played the guy on the bike that he steals the bike from what a prick yeah I know it's all the sheer prickery is it yeah vast prickery yeah yeah so Bronson and his mate nick a boat. Yep. And again, we get the nice calm music. Yep. And on the train, all is okay. Garner and Pleasance decide to jump off because those are Germans get on board and they yeah. start asking for people's papers. Yeah. Now, 
At this point, Dickie Attenborough and Gordon Jackson play it very cool and pretend to be French. Yeah. They do a good job. Yeah. They even have the balls to go up to Germans and say, take your feet off the seat, I want to sit down. Yeah, yeah. Which I admire. I think that's good. No, it's all good, isn't it? And, and it, it's all going fine then, isn't it? Mm. I must admit, though, at this point, my wife said to me, how much is left of this film? <laughs> right? And I said to her, well, it can't be that much longer because they've escaped. And you, it's 45 minutes. It's an point. hour. And it's an hour, that It's point. an hour. Yeah, yeah. How long have we got left? Yeah. Well, um, no, but the, yeah. Yeah. All of that, all of that escape. The thing is with this film is it never, ever quite, um, it never delivers, does it? No. None of its moments ever quite deliver. It's all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely yeah. Is what is the point of anything? Yeah. This film. <laughs> they might as well have all stayed at home. Yeah. Yeah. And not even join the army. It's more nihilistic than Titanic. It is. I went to see Titanic with um, Frank Skinner when it came out, and at the end of it, he went, "What's the fucking point of anything?" <laughs> I watched this. I think I might as well start drinking again. Because it was, you know, that's a bleak movie. It's shit as well. Yeah, and it's also. Fucking terrible. I hate the way people are like, oh, James Cameron, he made Titanic. I'm like, he made the fucking Terminator and Aliens. Why are you talking about Titanic? Yeah. Avatar as well. Oh, I hate that film. Uh, Great Escape, then. Um, (laughs) So McQueen heads for Switzerland because he sees the peaks. Well, he pulls up on his motorbike and goes, Switzerland. And then we... And then he basically... Like off of the mount, some mountains in the distance. He's had a Toblerone. Who the fuck can do, who can do that? Toblerones. Who can actually look at, the, look at some mountains and, with their absolute certainty? I mean, you might... What if he going the other way? What if it was Saxony? What if it was fucking massive Central? He pulls up, stops. Switzerland. Like, for cunts watching it who don't... Because... And the other thing is, that prison camp was in Poland as well. Yeah. In, so... He's gone a long way on one, <laughs> on one tank of gas. Mm. Yeah, he has, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. In the wrong direction. Yeah. He was in that band too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Switzerland. That's what uh, my kids have listened to that in a few years. Um, yeah, so he goes to Switzerland and um, he basically starts doing junior kickstart, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. All over the shop. Yeah, yeah. Like, who is that kid on junior kickstart who hit his own balls? What was his name? <laughs> Come on, someone must know. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, forget it. Wankers. Um, so, yeah, to Switzerland. And the Gestapo waiting for the train when it arrives. Yeah. And this is when it gets a bit fruity because one of the Gestapo men recognises Richard Amber because he brought him into the camp in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And small he's basically world. like, hey, that fella and McCall- yeah. David McCallum, yeah. who I've since found out is problematic. Yeah. Um, David McCallum thinks I'm going to take one for the team here. Yeah. And uh, turns the Gestapo man's gun on him and kills him. Yeah. So Attenborough and Gordon Jackson can escape. Yeah. That is a beautiful moment. Well, it, it's at least it is dramatic, at least. And also, he's the he's the dirt expert. He is, isn't he? <laughs> so that he should so that he should do something like that is kind of fitting with his yeah line of work. He's basically said, I've noticed that guns can kill people. Yeah. So if we put guns in our trousers. <laughs> Well, if I, I turn the gun in the opposite direction... Yeah, it's like it, a suicide. But the, yeah, I mean... The, Help, the, this man's killed himself. But the, it's also... Oh, God. It's the way it's all so small, isn't mm. it? And he is problematic, Dave McCallum. Very. You've seen The Wogan, haven't you? Uh, I've not seen The Wogan, but I had someone on the podcast, I won't say, who told me... In fact, he's on the podcast. Samira interviewed yeah. him, and he was very problematic. No, he's deeply problematic. Yeah. There's a Wogan where he... 
says, I left the country because it's a socialist country. And, and one bloke at the back of the Wogan audience goes... <laughs> <laughs> and that man was David Icke. Well, <laughs> yeah, who's was, was on next? <laughs> <laughs> or it was George Best. <laughs> but, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, he's, he, is a, he is problematical, yeah. mm. deeply. What a shame. But then he's the invisible shot. man in this when I'm watching it. So I've got, a, or the man from Uncle. So I've got like a, well, I watch it and I've got a real sort of j cognitive jar watching him. If he was the invisible man, he wouldn't have got shot, would he? Exactly. Just run into the. Or if he's the man from the... Uncle, then Robert Vaughan would have jumped in and like karate kicked the Napoleon Nazi. Napoleon soloed yeah, him. Napoleon soloed him, yeah. Or George Lazenby would have turned up as JB. Was he in that? He was in the return of man from oh, man, God, man from poor sod thing. The TV movie, he turns up wearing a white tuxedo, driving an Aston Martin, which he never drove. Well, he did, but you know, yeah. not the classic one. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it looks like the guys from Uncle need some help. So he puts oh. some oil over the road. It's really embarrassing. You know, it's, well, yeah. it's in the mid-80s. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, McCallum, as I say, he's then killed. Yeah. Cavendish, the happy man who jumped through the bump bit. Yep. Jumped through the bunk bed earlier. He's captured. He gets in a car. He gets in a van, and then we get this jaunty. Dur, 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 yeah. dur, and you think, oh, he's going to get away, but then you think, oh, actually, no, he's not going to, is he? No. The van drives him to the fucking prison camp again. <laughs> Pretty much the castle where they're holding everybody. And he gets in there, and there's 400 other dickheads in there. Yeah. Caught. Yeah. Yeah. I. He might as well have had a piece of string tied to him. <laughs> so he literally walks out, comes back. Well, they're on a, on a, yeah, they're on a long bungee, some of them. They are, aren't they? But it, yeah, and the music, the music, by this point, the music has run out of steam, hasn't it? Yeah. Because played in a minor key. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Another terrible mishap for the Great Escape guys. Join us next week. Join us next week to find out if they're brutally murdered. <laughs> 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 oh, it'd be much better if it was like The Running Man, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yeah. But it kind of is like The Running Man. Well, it isn't, is it? No, it's no, not like not that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's German, The Running Man is... He's like Austrian. Austrian, same difference. Not really, is it? Well, depends on your point of view. Well, I suppose they were in the war, weren't they? they were yeah, the... exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other whole mine here. Yeah. 3rd of March, 1938, Angelus. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Thing is, I was worried is about you. Being on, I was worried about you being on this because I know you don't know much about the war. <laughs> so I'm pleased that you've you've come up trumps, which sounds awful now, doesn't it? Come up trumps. I have definitely not come up trumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so Garner and Pleasance find a plane and take it. Yeah. Which seems like the best idea, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because Garner says I can fly that plane. Yep. Takes our guard and get away scot free. Yeah. And that's not a Gordon Jackson reference. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, he didn't need to do that. He could have said, I can fly that plane, and then sit them in a cafe and go, <laughs> next to Donald Pleasance, and, and shake his chair from time to time. <laughs> it's, we're just about to go over a forest. <laughs> like that. And are we, are we there yet? I, I, I just want to see my family again. Are we, are we there yet? <laughs> Yeah, we're nearly there, mate. Don't, yeah. don't fucking panic. Right? Oh, shit, wrong accent. <laughs> shit, wrong fucking accent. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, they could've, they could've, he, didn't need, he didn't need to put him in a plane. Or left him next to a washing machine. No, exactly. Run off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he did, though. He went the extra mile. Yeah. Because he loves this man. Yeah, he does. And they got in the plane, 
And it looks, which looked like a one-man plane, but he managed to get them both in. Yes, it's quite interesting, isn't it? it it's yeah. one of those. It's one of those transitions from um, prop on uh, on location, or you know, actual practical item on location, to then the thing they're being filmed in. Yeah, because he opens the cockpit, and I could swear I only saw one seat. Yeah, and then suddenly they're both in there, they're side by side. <laughs> on his, maybe his hand on his, on his knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but he does get, he spins his propeller for him. I know. Spin the, sp- yeah, spin I, the you're right. The thing is, I thought it was a subtext when I watched it. It's not, is it? No. 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 Not at all. Uh, it's all there for everyone to see. Uh, so Mc- then we cut back to McQueen, who's going to make the bike jump to Switzerland. Yep. yep. Which um, he crashes and gets captured. But it's, isn't it nighttime when they, there is a, there is a, a timeline problem in this film. It's nighttime when they steal that plane, isn't it? No. It's dark. Maybe your telly was off or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think it. Uh... Right, let's watch it now. No, 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 no. no I just. The, the... There might be. There's inconsistencies. Yeah. I mean, so. he has motorbiked all the way to Switzerland. They do escape at night time, and he does motorbike from Poland to Switzerland. So maybe. What? Like three fucking days. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Borman probably did. Yeah. It, didn't Charlie he? Borman has definitely done that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I bet he made the fence. No one watched it. No. You and McGregor did. Who are you? Who's Charlie Borman? He's John Borman. Hi, son. I'm Charlie Borman. Who the fuck are you, mate? I, I, and I'm I was, on television. I was in Hope and I Glory. I was in Hope and Glory. As a, a baby. Yeah. No, he was a Nazi. Was he a ba- oh, really? Uh, have you seen Hope and Glory? A long time ago. There's a bit where a... Uh, has everyone seen Hope and Glory? Yeah. Brilliant. This is just brilliant. Um, there's a bit where a uh, German parachutes down into an allotment. Mm. And an AR warden grabs him and says that great line of, mind the Brussels sprouts. Yes. The guy who lands is Charlie Borman. Oh, right. When he's a young man. He was a young man. Yeah. Okay. There's great facts tonight. But I'm Charlie Borman and I'm on my motorbike. Would I get this? I've gone to Africa. Would I get this series without you, McGregor? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) I need a mate with me. Or no one gives a fuck. I love those. I love those programs because you and McGregor always frames it like we have to drive to Africa. No, you, you don't, don't, do you? No. No. Unless we drive to Africa, Africa won't exist. Charlie won't be able to have dinner. <laughs> um, but go- Charlie's my best friend. Yeah, he likes mullet bikes. Never like heard me. of. <laughs> but you know his dad. Yeah. Possibly. You may have watched his dad's films on Channel 4 a long time ago. Have you seen Excalibur? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's talk about another one of my dad's films. Other Zardos. Than a- oh, let's not go there. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, Garner and Pleasance, yes. their plane goes wrong. And they're having a lovely time at this point. He's like, oh, we're nearly... He says something like... Well, Garner goes, Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes... That's just just pleasance. Like that. (laughs) And then he tries to put it in gear. (laughs) And then and then it does the other plane noise, which is that's the crashing plane noise. You should be in police academy. been said before you could be in a world war ii based police need, academy wh- what are they up to how many did they, they make? did seven so right police academy eight i'm in yeah find the money i'm in they could get the same people who never make carry on films to make one that'd be brilliant yeah yeah they, every yeah we've written a script 20 years later we've still written a script yeah 
Want to do it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Good. Oh, I'll let yeah, so know. they crashed the plane. Yep. <laughs> and then he shot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, Pleasance is shot. Yeah, they shoot the blind guy. Garner I mean, that's mean. Like, hey, hang on a minute. He can't shoot see. the guy who can see. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nuts. Well, Pleasance is walking. <laughs> Pleasance is walking towards them, going, oh, "Hello." Yeah. They shoot him in the back, I think, as well. Hello. Yeah. I'm looking for underground. <laughs> my I'm looking for habitat. I'm looking for ratty and toad. <laughs> <laughs> is this the riverbank? No, they're called Nine. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Then. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Much better if they called them toad. mole, toad, and ratty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. It does because yeah. one of them's a mole, and he could dig all three tunnels. <laughs> That's no, it's very making sad, more time though. for ratty and toad to spend on the riverbank. <laughs> <laughs> he's very sad when Donald Pleasance. He gives he gives good dead death, doesn't he? He does. He's very sad. It's very no, sad. He thanks him because he says, you know, I got oh, out. I got out, yeah. and now I'm going to heaven. Well, with, with he's saying, yeah, it's very odd that death because it's. Beautiful. It's beautiful and pointless, which is. Well, well, he says to Garner, "Could you put it in my mouth one more time?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean the tea, the tea he made earlier, because he had a tea-making thing. Yeah, he did condensed milk and everything. It's, he did. Yeah, it's cute. He had a uh, tea bag strainer as well, which again sounds like his mouth. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible the, human yeah, being you are. I know, um, but. Uh, <laughs> The last time I watched this in a cinema, there was one of the great escapers there. I was invited McQueen? to an, an REF ev event. Did they drive a motorcycle and they down had, the aisle? What, no, and there was the, <laughs> there was an old boy, but he, he was who was he was number one hundred and twelve in the queue for the. Tunnel. So he didn't get out. So he didn't get out. So yeah. he, he's basically well, you know, we were all told it was off because we'd been rumbled, so he had to go back to his hut. Was he like an escape hipster? Was he like, oh, it was much better in my day? Basically, yes. Yeah. And Bear Grylls was there as well. Yeah. He was going to talk about eating worms. Was in he the event pissing his... in his own drink and drinking it during the film? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> That's not the answer I was looking for, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Coburn meets resistance, and it's not his accent. Yeah. He meets the French resistance. Yes. He's reading a giant newspaper. Huge newspaper to hide behind. That's the worst disguise ever, isn't it? Yeah, and then and then uh, there's a phone call for you. Yeah, and he's like, "What, mate?" <laughs> there's a phone call, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And then he does really some of the worst. This phone, there's no one on the end of this line. Mm -hmm. Phone acting. Yeah. That's ever been committed to celluloid, video, or digital. Yeah. Or phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, a car speeds up. Yep. And the waiters. That's me doing my. The waiters then hide. Yeah, and he thinks, "Oh, I better. I hide. better hide." They could be flirting each other. Yep. It's it's just all. It, but the, the the car machine guns these yeah, Nazis yeah, there, yeah, there. Yeah. who are having their pernos. They are. Mm. Three pernos, monsieur. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Everything that by being evil. Yeah. I got, I got sad at that point because I was thinking, what if these are the nice Nazis from a lower low and they've all been killed? <laughs> collateral, collateral, I can't say it. Collateral damage. Collateral damage. Collateral damage. I thought you were going to say their names. Collateral. <laughs> no, it's, you know. There was uh, Gruber, whose son was obviously in Die Hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that. I always think Hans Gruber was his son, the one from Alolo, had the little tank. 
Well, you know, disaffected child of Both Nazi German, yeah. ends up robbing the Nakatomi Corporation. It's Could possible. Yeah, and then it's obviously the... <laughs> Could happen, couldn't it? Are you on the side of the terrorists? <laughs> right, OK. And then obviously another son who, who fools New York mm. with the Simon Simon, yeah. Simon Says game. Yeah. Not Simon Simon. That would be terrible. With, <laughs> to press the right button at the right time. Is that the, is that the third Die Hard movie? Die Hard with a Vengeance. I now. only watched that one, the once you should when, watch it, again. when it's it good. came out. I didn't, I didn't like it. It's great for about 74 minutes and it's shit. How long is it? 80 minutes. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, OK, right. No, the ending's terrible. They filmed two... I don't know why I'm talking about Die Hard. Sorry, we're on, a, we're on a clock here. It's more interesting than The Great Escape. I know, that's the problem. I should have chose Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, so where was I? So uh, Coburn meets Resistance, yeah. Yep. Dickie and Gordon Jackson, they are off the train. Well, and then it's the, the iconic scene. I mean, the, ba basically... Gordon the, Jackson's trousers fall down. It's, no, I'm joking. It's the great, it, this is the, the, the great... Escape. Scene, isn't it? Yeah, this is it the, is. The, yeah. It is a it's, and it's a brilliant moment. Yep. And played perfectly, by the way. Pl everything's played perfectly, in it. Yeah. and it and it is what it, I think that scene is why everyone remembers the film. Yeah. That one moment, because it's perfectly set up, and poor old Gordon Jackson. Yeah. He says, "Good luck." Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> That's it. So I was Dicky though. I wouldn't have run. See, I'm a bastard aren't I because I was saying earlier I wouldn't have escaped when Gordon Jackson runs off if I was Dickie I'd be like <laughs> no doing me because yeah. he gets caught yeah well spoiler yeah um, so yeah <laughs> Dickie is then brought to the SS and then they said you know we're going to put you on trucks take you back to the camp and they don't and they're murdered well there's a bit here right where Gordon Jackson's like oh don't worry about it Roger we all had a lovely time. Yeah, everyone had a good, we've all had a jolly good run, old yeah, boy. Yeah, don't make yourself feel bad. Yeah. It's great. We wouldn't have done it without you. And I thought, yeah. you would have been safe in your camp for another yeah. three years. Yeah. Well, that's the, currently, that's the current state of scholarly opinion about the Great Escape it, yeah. in itself, hmm. is that he got them all killed. He says, but, you did a great the, job. Yeah. Didn't they? Getting us killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the last book about it, Guy, Guy Walters wrote, wrote a book about it four or five years ago. Which basically just kind of says that Bartlett was a was a lunatic, and forced everyone into this escape and got them all killed. That is exactly what happens in this film. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can feel happy about that. Not really. Or you can feel sad about it. I don't know if that was your granddad. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. You'd be like, I'd, I'd prefer my granddad to do some gardening. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a. And then there's and then. Why haven't they killed Steve McQueen, though? Why is he not shot? He's, he's too in cool. a German fucking uniform. He's too cool. All right, OK. They say, he's too cool. We cannot kill him. He's wearing chinos. We cannot chinos. kill this cool guy. We will not have those till the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> we need to study them in a lab. <laughs> like, you know, Hitler was obsessed with the occult. He's also obsessed with chinos and brogues. What are these, what are these leather shoes? Imagine him holding them up with these little eyeglasses. What are these? These brogues. Beautiful shoes. So beautiful. That I cannot have. Put that cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the air raid warden, uh, ironically. Um, so, um, yeah, so Bronson and his mate make it. And Cor uh, Corbin? <laughs> what a film that would have been. Come on, he wouldn't have tried to escape. <laughs> He'd have had a good dialogue. Mm. Uh, they. <laughs> 
Coburn. He just sat down with both sides. <laughs> I'm not going there. No, we're not going there. This is getting no. recorded. So we cannot go there. No, not no. with your No, yeah, MO. Keep, keep moving. <laughs> so, yeah, Coburn, he gets to Spain. Yeah. Literally meets the Spanish resistance. Yeah. And they basically say, welcome to Spain. You're Australian, aren't you? Really? Yeah, mate. He goes, yeah, mate. That's not a nice... There's that really perfunctory scene where they're by a tree, so they could be anywhere. Yeah. And he goes, thanks, boys. Yeah, thanks, Corba. Yeah. That's not a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts a little water... You're welcome. Au revoir, bonjour. <laughs> he puts a buffalo to sleep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Another better film. Uh, the camp guards, uh, they allow... The camp, tra- the camp guards. The camp guards, yeah, yeah they, they are, aren't they? Yeah. When everyone comes back to the camp, right... They walk in and everyone's like, oh, how did it go? And they, each, they stop and have a chat and the guards are just standing there. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? They let them have yeah, a chat. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. Uh, so then McQueen and Garner come back and the commandant is then replaced with one who is not very nice. Yes. So again, they've ruined everyone's lives. Yes. Arguably. Yeah. And then he goes back to the cooler rather than is mercilessly shot. And he's given his mitt again. Yeah. Mitt well, mitt. When did he give the mitt? To the bloke... Well, he's, he's American, mate, isn't he's he? He's American pal. Maybe he shared a room with him. Yeah. But we never see him. He's only in the cooler, isn't he? Yeah. We don't see his home life. The sitcom there. <laughs> Hogan's Heroes, they'll call it. Yeah. Um, so there you go, The Great Escape. It's all right, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I, it's, a, it's a dreadful film. <laughs> no, really. I mean, the thing is... And the thing is, is, it, is there's a better story in it, struggling to escape. Yeah. And if Steve... Mc- Obviously, they only managed to get it made because Steve McQueen was in it. Yeah. And, and his star there. power was the wattage that... Otherwise, it's a, you know, otherwise, it's a story about British people that an American audience isn't going to watch. Yeah. And he, he completely... I think he's, his presence in it is ruinous. It's awful. And I don't, I don't... You know, I like Bullet, but that doesn't mean I have to like The Great Escape. I find, I, I might be talking wrong, if that's a word, yeah. expression. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought he was really cool. Yeah. And now I just think he's not that great. No. In fact, I re-evaluated Charles Bronson in this and thought, oh, he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's all right in this. He, he doesn't shoot anybody. No. That comes later. No, he doesn't, yeah, seek vengeance. Or play a harmonica. No, but it is, uh, the, thing is, the, the, the thing is, though, like I said, when I went to this screening... Hmm. So I'm in the loo with Bear Grylls and having a pee. And he's at okay. that cubicle there. He wasn't directing it back into his own mouth. <laughs> I was going to ask or if he's sucking on a bleach if block. He siphoned it. But there is, there is nourishment in this bleach block if you, eat, if you warm it to the right temperature. None of that, right? And I said, I said it's a shame, isn't it? This film's basically bollocks, yeah. right? And, uh, and, and, and he said... Well, no, because it means people know about the 50 guys who were murdered and they wouldn't, they'd have been forgotten about if, they, if it wasn't for this film. And he said, and that's how, you know, with this veteran there, who was, you know, was... Was, was he in the other cubicle? No, he was... Having a shit. No, no, no. No, well, well that would have been really, you know, the door then... <laughs> oh, I no. heard that, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, and, 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 and his view was... He said that, that that's what the veterans say. They say they know the film's baloney, mm. but it at least it at least means that people know about the fifty guys who were murdered. So, yeah. 
So kind of... In many ways, it's like U571. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in many ways, it's like U571. Well, the Americans found the Enigma machine. Yeah, that's right, yeah. John Bon Jovi found the Enigma <laughs> not, not the Americans, John Bon fucking He said, Jovi. lads, keep the faith. <laughs> We're going out in a blaze of glory. Alan Turing, living on a prayer. <laughs> it just sounds like... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, he was an Enigma, though, John Bon Jovi, so... He, I've got some questions from Twitter for you. Yes, go on. Because you're a high-profile person. Mm. Uh, this is the first one that I think you'll know. Uh, 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 a listener called Andy in Brum says, yep. What tank is at the Anham, Anham Bridge in a bridge Arnhem. too far? Arnhem Bridge in a bridge too far. He's mistyped this, Yes, there's the, great, there's the scene on the bri- in a bridge too far where the um, Frost's men play by Anthony Hopkins. And there's a really brilliant story. About, there's that really brilliant story where... Frost, they're filming the stuff in another town, an identical bridge, and Frost, who Hopkins is playing, is advising on the movie. Yeah. And he says, and there's a scene, and, and Hopkins does a thing where he runs from building to building, and John Frost takes it to one side and says, you, you don't run. You're the colonel. Your job is to walk as though you, um, you think there's no danger at all. Because if you run, your men will think you're scared, and mm. your, your job is to walk. And Hopkins basically... basically in the exchange, Hopkins goes, "No, I'm going to, I'm going to run because it's fucking frightening. <laughs> you know, don't be ridiculous." Same thing happened in that last Transformers film. Megatron told him that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> good. It's good that all culture links. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a Leopard One. It's a Leopard One tank. Leopard One. Okay. Not a Tiger. What's the greatest? It's really escape? annoying. Sorry. It's really annoying. That's the wrong tank. No, they probably knew that. That's why I've asked you. Hmm. Uh, from Dan Gale, it says, "What's the greatest escape you've ever had?" Apart from leaving here this evening. Uh, um, well, that's a good question. I think probably when I fell down the stairs at Wembley Central Station oh. after going to see Sting. Long stairs there as well. I was drunk in, in 1988 and banged my elbow and broke my arm, but went home anyway. Didn't go to hospital. And then the next day realised I had to go to hospital. That was my, I think that's my greatest escape. Okay. I showed pluck. I kept going, even though I... How drunk were you? Break my arm, not care drunk. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, this is the... My elbow came off. I mean, it was really... Jesus. Is that the tennis elbow? Yeah, yeah. Was that the funny bone? It's the fu- it, not when you break the fucking thing off, it isn't. No. Yeah. Did it write a sitcom? <laughs> I'm here all night, sadly. Um, Dean Lakoshi. Yeah. That's how we ease in there. If you made a list of your fantasy remake of The Great Escape, what would be your choices? Oh, that's a really good question, isn't it? I think you have to have Brad Pitt in it. As uh, Steve McQueen? As Steve McQueen. Um, and and he'd, just be in his, he'd just be in his trousers, wouldn't he? With some tape around his fingers. He'd have like a vest or something. Yeah, and he'd be 58. Yeah. Playing a man who was 23. Or Tom, Cru- <laughs> Tom Cruise, even. Because he'd do all his own no, stunts. No, you'd have, you'd have Cruz as Dickie Attenborough. But, yeah. But, ba- but basically, he'd, he'd... Not die. He'd not die, and he'd break out by climbing on the back of a plane and then jumping onto another plane. Mm. <laughs> and he'd actually do that. And he'd land on the Alps and be like, yes! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think... And then, look, you know, you could Clive Owen, uh, Daniel Craig... Yeah, looking yeah. sad because yeah. that's, that's, that's what, what he, he does that's what he wants to do more than anything else yeah. um, and not kill anyone in that film he'd have to no I can't kill anymore killing is wrong 
Yeah. <laughs> and my name's James Bond and I have a licence not to kill. Yeah. Get to fuck, mate. Oh, it turns out the Commandant's his brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, um, and then you'd have... Um, uh, the, the, what's his name? The guy who played Blofeld. You know, you'd have all Christoph the... Christoph Waltz. You've had all Waltz and you'd have all the people that, that Tarantino's uses. In fact, if you got Tarantino to make The Great Escape, it would be fantastic. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It would. It would, it would, it would actually be brilliant. Lots of problematic swearing and yeah, you, you motherfucker, you fucking dig this fucking tunnel, you motherfucker. There'd be a black I guy do, that I everyone just calls the exactly, N word. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I do apologise, old boy. Yeah. Sorry, old boy, but I'm going to call you the N word. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's in the script. Exactly. I'm so sorry. I have, I have no option but to use this word. I see, appear to have, I appear to have um, raped you. Oh well. <laughs> I've been up a woman, I'm so sorry. I'm so awfully sorry. It's a depiction of violence, it isn't violence. Before we, es <laughs> before we escape, let's all do some hard drugs. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the final couple of questions. Um, why was McQueen allowed to take a baseball into solitary? But we probably covered that, didn't we? Because he was Steve McQueen. Yeah. And the final question from Gravsky. Mm -hmm. Can you ask Al if there was a real-life badger parade which country would it most likely to be? Oh, the, the United Kingdom. Of course. God save the Queen. Of course. Well, the, we, we, badgers are indigenous to the UK, aren't they? There aren't... Have there any Does escaped? anyone know badgers have ever escaped? Have they? Well, yeah. Have they got to Switzerland? I reckon, I reckon Brian May has a huge... <laughs> a pipeline. A, yeah. A, a, Back to his house is a concrete like tunnel. Like that old slave tunnel that um, yeah. Abraham Lincoln or something. Yeah, the Underground had. Railroad. Yeah. With badges the in. badges. <laughs> I want to break free. Playing exactly. the whole time. And he probably, on his guitar, has a resonant frequency that badgers hear. Attracted to. <laughs> They're like. Funny thing is, his hair. His hair's gone sort of badger like as well yeah. now. Isn't yeah, it? He's yeah, turning yeah. into He's one. Embraced like it. Pleasance was turning into a mole. Yeah. <laughs> Together they're making wind in the willows, but Pleasance is sadly dead. But that's it. I hope we've shed light upon this dreadful film. We haven't, have we? No, it's really the thing is, is it's long, isn't it? And there's no, and there's very little in it. It's the that's what's weird about it. And yet it's it's a to men of our age, it's an iconic film. Mainly because it was on all the time. Not because it's any good. Uh, yeah, it is. It was on all the time. It was on all the time. And it's it's almost like. Um, that's the only reason people like it, is they, there wasn't anything else to watch. Yeah, and it, it has got that, to be fair to it, it's like two and a half hours long, yeah. maybe, but it's got quite a pace to it. You don't really get really bored, you just get annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Hi. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.